Hello and welcome to another episode of 365 Talks Social Media. Today I'm going to be talking about organic social media strategies. So recently I had a conversation with an agency that works alongside us on another client of ours and we were having a conversation about organic strategy because it's in their belief that organic strategy is basically like dormant. Whereas for us, I think actually the opposite, and I'm actually an advocate for organic, is actually a preference overpaid, depending on what you're obviously hoping to achieve. But I think from a all-encompassing way, organic strategies are something that really helps you tell a story about your business, helps customers fall in love with you, maintains brand loyalty, builds relationships with your customers by being informative, entertaining, or just being inspiring, engaging customers at every stage of their buying journey, not just when you want them to buy a specific product or promote a specific service and really show your support and encourage them to show their support back to you. And like I said, build that relationship between brand and customer. And I think organic content does that so much better than paid. Paid has multitude of different benefits and I've spoken a bit about paid advertising already on the podcast because it's something that absolutely I think everyone should do because you can get so specific result and it's particularly great if you have something obviously to promote or you really want people to go to a specific area of your website, check out a new product, you know, whatever it is that you want people to specifically go over to and you really want to enhance paid is the way to go. But when it comes to just your brand as a whole entity, I think organic strategy is where it's at to help build that wider picture for your audience. So today I'm going to be talking about different benefits of organic strategies because the agency I was talking to really almost didn't believe that there were still these benefits of organic strategies and it's just really like mind-blowing to me that people feel like that part of social is dead whereas I think that it's still thriving. And then also I'm going to just share how to build a strong organic social media presence this year because I think that there's so many things that we could take away from the benefits to actually put into a plan and enhance your social which is obviously hopefully why you're all here to learn something new and for us to just share our little bits of wisdom from working within social media, knowing what we know knowing the fact that we speak to Facebook account managers regularly and, you know, we work with them in terms of understanding how the algorithm works, as much as people hate saying that, you know, having that understanding of how social media works means that you can implement a strategy that benefits that and then you're going to get results either for your own business or for your clients' businesses, depending on whether you're agency, in-house or you're a business doing it yourself. So with that all said and done, let's dive straight into the benefits of organic social media content and just generally a strategy there. And then I'm going to talk you through kind of my two cents on each of these points and then at the end share those tips in terms of helping you develop it further. So let's dive straight into it. The first thing to point out and it's probably pretty obvious is that organic social media is extremely cost effective. And yes, it takes time and energy with so many different things to create social media updates and you know, we know firsthand all the different elements that come into like a a post on social that is organic. However, they're still extremely cost effective because you don't have to put money into it. It's free content sharing. Obviously you have to put like the designer in the mix and a content writer and all these different elements, but especially if you're a small business, 
it's like it's essentially free it's a free platform to use so why wouldn't you want to make the most of it essentially you can post as many updates as you want across your social media channels and at every stage an update is free to share which is obviously amazing making it a realistic option to combine with other marketing tactics for a comprehensive content strategy now this is not to say that more is more because that's not always the case and i still advocate for the fact that quality over quantity However, you want to find a balance between enhancing the algorithms, enhancing your brand identity, whilst also making sure that your content is a good quality and is engaging and is inspiring. If you're just posting like 10 times a day on Facebook, you're not engaging your audience and they're gonna get really tired of that. So how much should you post? So Facebook recommends posting at least three times a week to best present your content to your fans. Obviously, the way that organic strategies work is that Facebook will only show your organic content to a small majority of your followers. And if they engage or find it inspiring, they'll essentially open that up further to the point that you'll reach more people. And that's how you enhance reach with organic content because it needs to be inspiring, engaging, and encourage people to read it, engage with it, comment. And once they do all of those things, then Facebook essentially increases your reach because it's like, okay, people are engaging with this. They want to see it. We'll make sure more people do. And then obviously in the reverse, if nobody kind of comments or scrolls past and takes no interest in it, then it's not gonna share it with more people. So you wanna make sure that the quality is there, but you do wanna make sure that you're posting regularly enough and people can expect when to hear from you next. Then on Instagram, it's recommended to post four to five times a week, obviously depending on your industry. Each do vary, but you know, I would just say as a bit of an average ballpark, four to five times a week generally works quite well. And then also at least daily on Twitter. And to be honest, we're seeing best results posting multiple times a day. So like four to five times a day on Twitter. Obviously it's short, snappy content and also mixing that up with image-led content, video-led content, just words, um, you know, polls, just trying to get people to really engage, but also make it relevant. What do you want to find out from your audience? Can you do market research? Can you show little snippets of things, give people a little bit of an insider thing, show behind the scenes? And I'll talk a little bit more about kind of image and video-led content further along in this podcast. But there's definitely worthwhile mixing it up and trying new things. The best thing with organic is that you can try things and see how your audience actually, you know, responds to that. So next up, let's talk about authenticity. So our kind of partners, we use Sprout Social, as I mentioned before, on a lot of our community management stuff. And they have basically put it really well that they say that the majority of consumers say their loyalty to a brand increases when they feel connected. And more than half, 57%, say that they'll increase their spending with a brand and buy from a brand over a competitor, 76%, when they feel more connected. Social media users know that when they see an ad, someone is trying to sell them something. However, through non-paid updates, brands can provide a genuine look into what defines the organization and build authentic relationships with their audience in a way that makes them feel connected as part of a community instead of just part of a sales funnel. And getting that differentiation between how people perceive your content is really important. And that's people need to also realize that when it comes to paid ads, obviously Facebook very clearly mark when something is an ad. You know when you're being targeted by something other than just an organic feed post. 
And so that changes the way that your content is perceived because people are like, oh, I'm being targeted for it. You might not even notice it and you might, you know, think, okay, that is actually really relevant to me. But sometimes people don't. Whereas for organic, people just feel more in control. It's like they've requested to see it by following the page. They've supported your business. And so it feels right for them to see that post. Next up is organic social media complements advertising so well. So we talk a lot about this kind of in a range of different services that we provide as an agency, but everything should work together. We are not saying that one service that we provide is gonna fix everything, but we think so many things work together to create the best outcome and content from an organic point of view is no exception. So if you see a Facebook ad in your feed and click on the brand's profile, you expect to see more relevant content on their page, right? However, keep in mind if you are using paid advertising, but you're not putting any effort into organic strategy. And the agency that I was talking about, just to give you some context, was only posting like three updates on their client's page per quarter. So that's every three months. So that's essentially like one post per platform per month. And that just does not encourage the best organic results and obviously if you're not getting results it's like okay why are we not is the content not engaging enough are the followers relevant you know are the followers genuine that's always something that you have to kind of look into when you bring a new client on from a social media perspective and so there's so many things that could be going wrong with the content other than just kind of brushing it off and being like oh no it doesn't work anymore like just paid does so that's something that just to give you a bit more context obviously I'm not gonna kind of talk any more about them, but it was just really sparked a conversation within within me and kind of was like, right, you know what, I wanna talk about organic content because I think it is really important for brands to consider. And I think that there's so much more that people should be doing before kind of closing things off and being like, nah, like I don't wanna do it anymore. So going back to the point that I was trying to say is that whilst running ads, you wanna update your page with interesting quality non-paid content. Research shows that 51% of consumers research a business on the internet, including on their social media profiles before buying. You wanna make sure that you're making a positive impression on any potential customer that may be evaluating your company. This is why just paid isn't enough. You need to show depth and relevancy on your page. If they've liked your product enough to click through and find out a little bit more about you, now you wanna make them fall in love with the brand and not just the product. And I've seen this so many times, and even when we do social media audits for potential clients is that we'll see some things they're doing well, so your paid strategy might be amazing, but then you go onto their page and with so little updates, it's like, do you like do you care? Like, do you wanna share more? Um, and I just think it's just such a waste of like a platform. You could definitely, you know, continue reaching people. And even if your organic posts obviously aren't reaching as many people than your paid ads because you're putting money behind it and you can guarantee some level of success, everything is just like, it stays there as well. So I think that where I spoke before about things like considering evergreen content where you go onto a platform and there's content that anyone could participate in no matter when they find it, I think that that's really important as well as kind of like time sensitive content that is relevant or you know reactive to things that are going on in the world. Finding that balance is also really important but I have previous episodes on the podcast talking more about that if you just want to like find out a bit more. So next up is your finding your creative voice for your business and using that through organic social media updates and this is a fantastic forum for exploring your brand's voice and creativity. 
especially before you invest in hundreds or thousands of pounds in an ad campaign, use your non-paid channels to build a foundation to understand audience reception to different messages and different content, different images, different videos. You can do a lot of learning through organic that you can implement on paid. And again, it just helps you understand your core audience in terms of who already likes your page and then how you can attract more people to actually come over and like it because you want to make sure that you're relevant build within your target demographic so if you have built a foundation based on the correct demographic for your business then you want to enhance that more and by doing that you can kind of do a bit of trial and error and definitely find out what's best received that way so as you're doing that you're probably thinking what questions should I ask myself to find my creative voice on social so I've just put a few here so one of them is what type of content is relevant to your brand you want to find that out are there particular words you want to evoke emotions within your target consumer and you can do different trials of this so you could post very similar updates in a way across different social platforms or whatever it might be using specific words that will evoke an emotion. Next up, you wanna ask, how will you creatively connect with social media users? Are you asking them to send user-generated content, share their own photos, get them involved, vote on a poll, anything, whatever it might be, you wanna see how am I creatively connecting our brand to the audience and getting them to engage on the posts. And then also what updates are receiving the most interactions? So once you've done something for a couple of months, I always say at least three months, what post was the best performing one? Or get the top three and work out if there's similarities within those. Are they very different? Is one talking out about a specific service or product that is either like particularly relevant right now or you know whatever it might be you can find the trends within your top three organic posts on social take the learnings from that and implement towards the next month and then that's how you fine-tune what works for your audience and yes it might take a little bit of time but it's well worth it because then you're going to find a strategy that works really well with your business and make sure that it's particularly relevant because you're able to think, right, that didn't work, this did, so less of that, more of this. And then once you've got to a point where you've done this for, you know, at least a year, you are very, very aware of what does work, what doesn't for your business. And that's not to say you can't find information out from ad testing and you can find some great insights from that. There's so much you can learn from your organic approach as well. And yes, like I said, it does take time, but it's well worth it. In addition, you'll need to be creative to drive engagement on non-paid social media, which can help you build content marketing muscles if you don't have them already. And that's, as I mentioned, all about asking people to engage. If you're not asking people to like, vote, you know, comment, getting people involved, asking them specific questions, they might just read the post and think that's all you want from me is just like that level of understanding. However, if you ask them a specific question or anything like that and get them involved and ask for their involvement, then you're more likely to see a spike in that. And that's something that we've seen across all of our clients of all different industries is asking a question within content on organic content sparks a lot more engagement than if you don't because audience feel like right okay I can actually participate I can share an answer and be part of that kind of question and community now the next benefit is something that we are particularly passionate about and it's the organic social media content provides a forum for customer care 
And today, customers expect companies to offer customer service via social media. In fact, 67% of consumers have actively reached out to a business's social media page for help. It's important that your brand maintains at least a minimal social presence because if customers go to your page for help but see you haven't posted an update in months or even years, we've seen it, that they may assume that the page is abandoned. But by posting at least once a week or however many times you decide is best for your business, you're showing consumers as you're active, you're engaged, you're prepared to listen and much more likely to provide the help that they need. And yeah, I've seen it so many times where people are very strict on the paid social element, don't care about organic, but don't realise that not being active on organic prevents people from reaching out and perhaps buying products because it's not all encompassing. And it really isn't this or that, it's both. And finding a balance between paid and organic is definitely worth doing and I know that resource can mean that you have to prioritize one over the other but that doesn't mean leave one abandoned in favor of another just make sure that there's balance and you have content going out in all different ways to keep your engaged audience active and also letting people know that you're there for customer care and that it just makes them more likely to reach out to you now going in line with that Social media and organic content really helps to build an engaged community much more effectively than any other means on social. So whilst a social media ad may catch a user's eye, it's not gonna turn that person into a brand advocate overnight. However, by seeing a variety of your business's updates on a regular basis, they'll begin to learn more about your company and slowly become loyal to your organization. In addition, when one of your followers interacts with your brand and their social media contacts see that they've endorsed your company, a smaller community on users that interact with your business's social channel is much more important than hundreds or thousands of disengaged followers. I mentioned this specifically on the podcast episode where I talk about don't buy followers and likes on Instagram because there's a multitude of different disadvantages of that. But as I mentioned in there, this basically sums it up where it's saying you are much better with a smaller engaged community than a larger one that doesn't engage. It's very telling when you go onto a brand's Facebook page, for example, and they've got like 3 million likes and they've got about 20 likes per photo. Like that's fishy and I don't believe that that audience is genuine because you know that engagement rate is too little to show authenticity and then with that small quality audience over time engaged communities build themselves in ways that ads simply don't so again to disregard organic content is just really questionable to me and why I felt the need to do a podcast to talk about it because I think that it's becoming more of a trend where people just don't like organic content or people find it too troublesome or too annoying and things change all the time in terms of um, algorithms on social but that doesn't mean at any point just stop doing it just baffled me to be honest now the last point in terms of benefits is that social media helps search engine optimization and i had to do a bit more research into this because as much as i know that it does like i don't we don't offer seo as a company and it's been a long time since i've kind of looked at that but absolutely there is evidence to show that social media and SEO are linked more so than you may already know. What does your organic social media presence have to do with search engine optimization or SEO? So updating your profiles regularly can help you show up in relevant search results. Geo Solutions shares a fantastic example of this because as I mentioned, I'm no expert. If a user searches best cafe in Leicester, a website with an active social media page providing backlinks to the word cafe 
and Leicester in its profile information will rank higher in search results than one without the backlink. See, how cool is that? Obviously, again, if you're putting a lot of money, time and resource into a website, but you're thinking social media is not as important or organic content is not as important, the two are very, very interlinked. And it just surprises me how that type of learning from a website point of view is particularly important when it comes to a wider marketing strategy in terms of website and things. Okay, so I'm aware that I have been talking for a really long time, but as mentioned, I did wanna just share some tips in terms of enhancing your strong organic social media presence. So before you actually just start posting on social, make a plan and stick to it. This is true for all different areas of marketing and so social media should be no exception. So what questions should you be asking as part of this plan? And I'm obviously aware that those that work in agencies or are marketing professionals listening to this probably sounds a bit kind of simple, but I wanted to make sure that this podcast does help those that will have smaller businesses and aren't too sure where to start. So here's a few questions that I just wanted to share with you to help you finalize a plan and things to consider. So how frequently should you post? How often will you sit down and write new updates? So for us, when we do content, we do it normally like once a week for the week after, but have some time should you need to add relevant content in terms of like same day. How will you showcase your business's human side? Will you show behind the scenes photos, live videos, upcoming projects, and show a bit more like behind the scenes and you know just get people a bit more involved, feel like they're part of the business, not just a product. How often will you promote your brand within your updates? So we normally go by like an 80-20 rule. So 80% of your updates shouldn't just chat about like your business or a service. And then the other 20% can be promotional, but having that balance is really important on social. Otherwise you just become like a QVC, but online. You just want to have a nice relaxed approach in terms of making it human led. Social media is not the be all and end all to selling products, but it's making those brand advocates and brand loyalty that will then go on to buy products. So it's more comprehensive than just like buy this. Like you need to make people fall in love with the product as well as your brand and your service to keep that loyalty. Next up is how often will you share relevant articles or videos or images and that type of thing. Like how are you gonna divide that? Are you gonna do like, hero projects per like week or are you going to do particular campaigns have an idea in terms of what's going to help you set you apart from your competitors and then also for the platforms that use hashtags what specific hashtags do you plan to use are you going to make a new one to encourage people to get involved or are you going to do that later down the line think about those things now to help create a plan in terms of long term as well and then also are there any holidays seasonal promotions or even national days you want to talk about to make sure that you're hitting that relevancy in terms of content that's happening right now on the same day and then also you can include the hashtags to make sure that if it's trending say on twitter you're within that so it's all those things you need to consider so there's tons more as well but i just thought that would help make it a bit more specific for you if you've never actually put a plan in place so next up is share your story so brands can provide a genuine look into what defines the organization so give your followers an authentic look so there's three ways in which you can think to do this is that we call it the three p's 
People, projects and passions. So people, sharing about your people creates trust. Write updates about the people behind your organisation. Show off their beautiful faces. Show them why they're involved with your business. Get people to build connections. And show them investing in their community through service opportunities. Let your followers see who is behind your brand. Creates more of a relationship that way. In terms of projects, it's your chance to show the world what you do and how you do it. In addition to showcasing what you do best, providing a behind-the-scenes look into projects including challenges that you're facing can make your brand a lot more relatable and then also passion so if passion so if projects are showing what you do and how you do it passion is showing the world why you do it what do you love about your job or your industry share it on social media and get people to share their experiences too now there's a couple more benefits as well that I'm just going to run through is it include your fans. So the simplest way to encourage your followers to engage with you is to engage with them. Share updates about a value customer, retweet them, give them a shout out. They will really appreciate the extra love and it will help you become more accessible and encourage brand loyalty. Next up is use photos and videos. Again, we've talked about this before on a podcast episode, but visuals can significantly increase your content's chance of getting viewed and shared. If you're spreading information via social media, be sure to include videos and images that your audience will be interested in for maximum fan engagement. A great way to encourage comments is to hold a caption contest for images or ask what questions they want you to answer in their next video, do live videos, whatever it might be. Getting people involved where they can send in questions is a really great way to do that. Interacting is something as well particularly important. Now we've talked a lot about community management and that's something that we specialise in because this particular point for us makes all the difference on social. So I recommend listening to even our first ever podcast episode where we talk about what is it like what is community management the benefits of it and we've got tons of different podcast episodes where we talk specifically about the benefits of community management so definitely go back and listen to those because you know I've already been talking forever on this episode but basically solving questions answering comments going back to messages very very important especially from an organic point of view because it enhances your content increases your reach encourages more engagement, encourages people to come back and comment more, multitude of different ways it can encourage all different avenues on social, but organic strategy is particularly important for that. And then the last thing that I just wanted to talk about, and I've kind of touched on it already, is joining conversations. So knowing what people are talking about and joining in on the conversation is a great way to build a following. React quickly to current events, join in on a hashtag, hold a poll on hot issues to get involved. There's literally all sorts of things happening on social media that cannot be responded to with advertising. These range from debates about news topics to, you know, new memes, new gifts. And of course, you should only do what's natural for your brand. Don't be sassy or take stands on issues that has nothing to do with you or your customers. But also, if a trending topic fits with your brand and your voice will add to the conversation, then go ahead and post about it. But if your brand will be seen as being inauthentic or appropriating something for profit, then don't jump on the bandwagon. Making sure that you're being relevant without being too like political or sassy and saying the wrong thing. Very difficult to find that line. But just make sure you're always on brand and you're talking as if the business is talking about it. But yeah, that is a ton of different benefits to help your organic strategy, but also tons of benefits to make sure that you don't stop doing it. And yeah, I think it's particularly important to keep going at it. I know that social platforms can make it really difficult because they change what is best all the time and it can be frustrating when you don't see particular results or numbers or likes. But 
posting stuff is still so much better than not. And yeah, I just really was passionate about this conversation within the week. So I just thought, right, I wanted to record a podcast about it and make sure that my voice was heard to tons of people that listen to our podcast and just really about the importance of organic content strategy. So yeah, I hope that this has helped anyone that has been a little bit kind of confused lately or feels a little bit down in the dumps about it. It is obviously difficult, but you know, we can do it, we can keep going and there's so many benefits to keep doing it. So yeah, I hope this podcast has been helpful. If you have enjoyed it, please do head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It means so, so much. And don't forget to head over to our socials if you want to request a particular topic for a podcast. Our email is linked in the description as well as all of our socials as well. So you can go down there and connect with us in the best way that you know you use social media yourself. But that's all from us this week. I hope that you've enjoyed it and we'll speak to you soon. Bye.